President Trump's ouster of Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, as we've been talking about, has intensified the drama and the chaos that's been building since Friday when he issued his executive order barring immigrants from seven countries from entering the U.S. Legal challenges to the executive order have been mounted across the country already, with civil liberties groups saying they'll work to have the entire action overturned by the courts. And Washington became the first state to sue Trump over his immigration ban yesterday. Joining us is Lynette Parker, a professor at Santa Clara University. Lynette, tell us more about the grounds that Washington is alleging for its lawsuit. So they're um, putting a stay on the um, re- the ban based on the fact that it is specifically designating um, religion as a, a ground for um, the ban. The president does have some powers to to decide in terms of admission of refugees into the United States, but specifically this particular um, ban is is tied to a religion. And so there's a request for a stay right now while the, there's challenges to the ban. And is there also an allegation that it's undermining the state's sovereign interests? Explain that. So in terms of... Um, the sovereign interest of the states, um, there is some, the states do have some powers in terms of um, resettling refugees in the United States, um, and also in terms of um, accepting, you know, responsibilities for assisting refugees to to um, resettle. And so I think that's part of the ban that is the, the challenges to the ban. Mm-hmm. Lynette, is it unusual that it includes claims that Microsoft and Amazon employees are among those affected by the policy, or is that part of what a state would do? Um, so part of part of this ban is that um, there there's a 150-day stay on all refugees, which is of concern, and also because some persons who are returning to the United States have lawful permanent residence in the United States and are being stopped and questioned um, in terms of, and my, my understanding, my guess, is that they're being questioned um, and, and reviewed as a seeking admission to the United States again or for the first time as opposed to reentry to the United States. Washington's AG said other states could join the lawsuit. Massachusetts AG is set to announce details of a legal action on her state's behalf over the same policy. Are states more likely to join or file on their own? Is there strength in numbers? Yes, I definitely think that it is stronger if the the states can do this together. Um, So, I mean, we've seen that in the past where states have joined to to halt or to put a stop to um, exercise of prosecutorial discretion by the president, and that happened previously through the legal challenges for DACA. So I think that definitely the states joined together in presenting a a united front on a legal challenge is much stronger. And explain the difference and how much broader a lawsuit can be if it's the state or the attorney general suing as opposed to having um, the ACLU or other groups suing on behalf of individuals. 
Because I think that, that there are considerable under the Constitution and considerable states' rights that can be um, claimed and, and exercised, whereas individual parties um, do not have those same claims to exercise certain responsibilities or roles under the Constitution. Lynette, in about 30 seconds, how long will it take before these lawsuits can go, you know, can succeed or get to some point where there's some kind of action available? It will depend on the courts and how quickly the courts take this up and whether or not how um, this moves through the court system quickly. All right. Thank you, Lynette Parker. She's a professor at Santa Clara University and an expert in immigration law.